Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. Uh, we are glad that you are with us today. Um, Pastor Kenny, glad you are here, brother. Good to be here, man. All right. So um, today we are, we talked last week about kind of this movement, hashtag leave loud, and how people are leaving uh, kind of white spaces or even even in, at times what you would consider diverse spaces. Right but still feeling like they needed to leave, they had to leave, and they weren't going to leave quiet, they needed to leave loud. And so we talked about that, we kind of processed through that. And so this is this is kind of the opposite yes. of that. What we're talking about today is those who have deliberately said, I'm going to stay. Yes. It's kind of like, stay loud. Am I, can I copyright that? Stay, stay quietly. Stay quiet? I don't know. I don't know stay they, loud? Yeah. I don't, know if they have a, I don't know if they have a hashtag. But anyway... No. There are folks who are saying, "Hey, we we think it's important to stay." Um, you know, we I mean, there's you know some of some of our uh, what we're going to kind of link in our our resource is people who've made videos and and you know and, uh, on on social media different places where they've said we think it's really critical to stay. It's actually important to stay. This is and they want to give those reasons, right? This is yeah. why I stay in right. these kind of. Uh, either a um, kind of a majority space or at least a diverse space. Yes. Um, so, Pastor Kenny, why are folks choosing to stay? Well, one thing that kind of is repeated throughout a lot of these stories is that they don't feel like they have any wiggle room from the biblical mandate okay. to be united. Right. So if you see Jesus praying it in John 17, that mm -hmm. believers will be united as one, as he and the Father are one. When you see Ephesians 2, that the wall of hostility has been torn down between mm -hmm. Jew and Gentile and, right. and therefore between all races, right? Mm -hmm. And when you see things like Acts, when Jesus tells his disciples to go to the end is of the earth, right? Right. I mean, you, you make disciples of the ends of the earth. And when you see those different mandates and um, you're trying to live those out, you don't really have a choice of whether or not you're going to fight for unity if you're okay. going to be honoring Christ. Right. Right. So, so they would still acknowledge that there are some things that need to be worked on, that there are some difficulties in doing that. Right. And we see that even in the Word of God, right? Yes. Um, with, with Jews and Gentiles. But they would say that the mandate that they have been given by Jesus in the Bible mm -hmm. is that we work towards unity. Yes. What else would you say towards that, brother? Well, I want to I want to kind of build off of what, what you would say there is is these people are not choosing to stay because they think everything's fine. Right. Which I think is important to point out. Yeah. 
Like, it, it's not like they're saying, hey, you know, all this racism, we killed all, you know, racism yeah. is gone. That's It's over. We don't even have racism anymore. That is not. <laughs> that's not what they're saying. That's not what a lot of. Now, there are some folks who believe that. Yeah. We have those extremes, right? Right. We, we have the leave loud kind of group mm-hmm. who's like, we just need to get out of here because, like, there's some really serious racism still exists in these groups. Right. And then we have the group who's like. Well, we just stay because there's no issues whatsoever. Yeah. And right. these people probably, they fall in the, in the middle somewhere where they're right. saying, yeah, we're going to stay, but right. we're not staying because we think everything is okay. Right. And so I, I think maybe more, maybe their perspective and another reason why they're choosing to stay is that they they do acknowledge that there has been some progress. Yes. Like like some, yes, we've moved in the right direction we're we're hopefully moving. We're continuing to move in a right direction. Yeah, and and they have hope, you know, that uh, through you know through the power of the Spirit, through the power of the gospel, through the power of the preached word. I mean that that men can actually um, men can change. Right, <laughs> right. Christians are. I mean that's it's the whole doctrine of sanctification. Yes. I mean they they can actually be kind of um, have some maybe some wrong thinking about things, particularly Absolutely. about racial relations and um, uh, social justice type issues. You know, they can have some wrong thinking about that. They can be taught. They can have some experiences. They can grow, and there can and that can lead to, to change. And so there's hope in that. Yeah. And, and I would say, I mean, I think the reason why I, I, I kind of appreciate uh, some of uh, those that are in this movement is because that was me. Yeah. Right? I right. mean, like... Um, I mean, even two or three years ago, I had different views, particularly on certain things that were happening in the in the broader culture. Right. I had different views, different understandings, different ideas. I would have sided with groups that today I'm like, eh, I don't think they're actually. And and the I mean, and, and if somebody said, well, William, how did that sanctification come about? I would say, well, the Lord used Kenny, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord used other uh, members of Grace Bible Fellowship and just relationships and talking and reading and studying and praying. And honestly, the Lord showed me I was wrong. I yeah. mean, the, the Lord convicted me at times and said, hey, maybe I need to uh, maybe I need to back up on this. Maybe I'm questioning motives when I shouldn't do that, you know. Um, I need to seek understanding instead of just, you know. And so I think there are those who are choosing to stay who are saying, we we see the process of sanctification happening right and 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 we have hope we have hope that individuals will continue to change so what else what else, what else would you add as far as some reasons why maybe people are choosing to stay yeah and I, and i would say not only was it you but it was me i, I just i remember having a conversation recently with a brother in christ and he was asking me like how did god give me a burden even for um striving for unity within the body of christ and i said he dealt with me first Mm. Right. Because I had right. a certain view of white people, majority culture. Right. That he had to deal with me on that. They all were racist or they all had right. some sort of um, bad motives in, in even trying to form a relationship. So mm. it, it took God to sanctify me through a diverse church. That's right. To, so that I can yeah. see that um, these white brothers and sisters in Christ did have the capacity to love me. Mm. Uh And I think that's important. Why a lot of people are staying is that they, they realize that uh, the white brothers and sisters or whatever ethnicity they are, they are brothers and sisters in Christ. They have been adopted into the same family. And when you look at people, (laughs) when you look at people in your church 
as your family, it's going to make it hard for you to yeah. to leave. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. If we really love our our biological family. Right. It's going to be hard for us to deny them. Right. And in some ways, uh, as Jesus would say, right, we are more so mm. family mm. through faith in him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if, if we are family, even even with the conflict, like, right. I, mean, I mean, with my siblings, we have conflict. But right. even with the conflict, we never deny. No. no. <laughs> right? There's no conflict We may stay away family. from each other for a little bit. To, uh, <laughs> Let's give you know, each other some space. Get, we just need a little space for uh, a moment. A space. But we never deny the fact that we are brothers and sisters and that yeah. we love one another. Mm. And so, and I really do believe that um, as brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the same attitude um, we should have. And this is the attitude that those who choose to stay are having. What else would you say, brother? Well, I mean, I think I think it's important to see that um, social media is not a true reflection. Yes. You know, so if you see some guy who's a Southern Baptist on Twitter that doesn't mean that the majority of Southern Baptists agree with what he's saying right. or what he's declaring. It, it may mean that very few actually <laughs> yes. agree. Now, you know, does that, I mean, are, I mean, because there's some crazy, crazy ideas out there. And right. there's some, you know, um, I started to say crazy people. Maybe I should say that. But, right. um, I mean, there, there are people with some very different ideas yes. who still belong to certain groups, a certain whatever. Yes. Um, I mean, even going back to the sanctification thing, I mean, if we're talking about, I'm thinking about leaving my church because this one person is really, you know, bothering me, or this one person has posted crazy stuff on social media, or this one person has... Like you need to, you need to realize maybe, maybe they need some sanctification. Yes, you know, maybe they need to grow in 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 their uh, understanding of things. And right. Maybe they've just never been exposed to certain ideas, and so I, I think um, understanding that, you know, understanding that maybe sometimes the loudest voices are not necessarily representative. Amen. Uh, I mean, you've pointed that out with the seminary presidents. Yeah. In, you know, with the SBC and their statement on CRT. So explain that. I think that'd be helpful. Right. So the seminary presidents uh, at towards the end of 2020, they came out with this statement um, saying that CRT is not compatible uh, with the Baptist faith and message. Right. Or, you know, and so, People look at that because they are six seminary presidents and their entity heads and that they are representative of the entire SBC. But that's not true. Right. Right. That's right. There are many people in the SBC. There are thousands, tens of thousands upon churches in the SBC. I think it's it's (laughs) 47,000. Right. Which is crazy. A crazy number number of churches. So why would we think that uh, six men... Sure. Represent the entire SBC, and right. the SBC has local church autonomy. Like we don't have right. to adopt yeah. what these six seminary presidents said, and so the loudest, most influential ver- voices don't necessarily represent the entirety of uh, of an organization, denomination, right. or anything like that. Yeah, and it's it's wrong for us to think think that. I remember even like like when I was actually reading my Twitter. <laughs> Twitter mm-hmm. feed, right? With, 
before I decided I wasn't oh, gonna man, have we're anything like the, to we're do. We're really hard on Twitter. Right. We're terrible. We Twitter, don't know what Facebook. our name is. Yes. We're just terrible. Whatever yeah. it is, when I when I was actually reading those things, and I was like, when we go to the Missouri Baptist yes. <laughs> yes. convention, that's right. mm-hmm. and there's gonna be some drama. There's yeah, gonna be all I, this I other was ex- stuff. I mean, I was thinking it, this. Yeah, somebody's I, gonna you know recommend something from the floor that's gonna be I so mean, offensive I, to me. Like I'm pretty sure, like I'm apologizing to you on the way right right to branson because i'm like i don't know <laughs> branson and you st charles right it's like our st charles yeah the uh-huh. one this year yeah uh because the first one we went to was in branson yes. i was yeah. like i was definitely expecting yeah, i mean i was yeah. you know i was like this is gonna be crazy and mm-hmm. poor kenny and so i'm trying to apologize and then we get there and it wasn't anything like that actually in branson there was a uh um, white white brother who actually Proposed something for the racial reconciliation right. council to be like yeah. it was something for our my benefit that right. I love. It was good. Right? You're like this is good, You're right? And yeah. then in St. Charles, absolutely nothing happened <laughs> that would have offended me right. whatsoever, right? And yeah. so, yeah, you know, you you wonder if you read social media, you read you know Twitter and listen to the loudest voices, you'd be like, man, I'm not going to even show up because I yeah. know something crazy right. is this about is to happen. It's awful. But when you actually show up, you realize that that mm. is not representative of what's actually happening yeah. within most of the churches. And I think it's important. Yeah. I think that's important. Uh, what else would you say to this, brother? Well, one more we might add it would just be, you know, some of these folks are staying because they still have some power and some influence. Right. I mean, that's kind of a contrast to what we talked about last week. Um, there is a, there's a point where you realize I don't have any po- I don't have any more power. I don't have any more influence on this, and so it's time to leave. But if you're if you're in a position where you do still have some power, you do still have some influence, then maybe, you know, they would say, we want to stay. We want to help, you know, they may be even really discouraged. Right. I mean, they may really look around and say, I have I had some hope. I might my hope is dwindling. Yeah. Right. That this is going to change. But I I do believe, you know, I'm still going to stay. I'm still going to I'm still going to try to help and try to fight. And so uh, I think that's another reason why some of these guys are. Uh, continuing to stay. So let, let's shift a second. Let we asked last week if the Leave Loud movement was was a biblical approach, and so let's let's ask that question this week. Is this a biblical approach, Pastor Kenny? I would say yes, just based upon what we said earlier about the the biblical mandate, but also because of all the the different passages of Scripture that call us to to fight for unity, to reconcile right. with one another. Uh, you think about Ephesians 4, the unity, uh, you know, the unity of the Spirit with the mm-hmm. bond of peace, right? Yeah. We're going to make every opportunity, make every effort to fight for that unity. Uh, the Word of God talks repeatedly about how we speak about one another, the words right. that we speak to one another. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus, he says in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, if your brother, if you guys, if you realize your brother has something against you and you're giving your offering, you leave it and go make up right. with that person. Yeah. Um, I mean, even in, in what we call church discipline, the idea is if somebody offends you, you go talk to them. Hmm. Right? right. You don't just immediately just pick up and leave. Like right. you actually go, go have a conversation with this person to try to reconcile. And so the idea of repeatedly word of God is that you, you try to fight for the unity. You, you deal with one another in patience. You think about the other person more than yourself. You, all these mm. things is for the unity of the body of Christ. Yeah. And so that for me makes people staying. Like I said, that's the, the like I said last week, that's the, the default position. 
right. it's that you stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would you add to why this is biblical? Well, uh, sometimes the Lord calls us to stay in really hard situations. Amen. Um, I mean, the Lord called my wife and I to stay. At, I mean, there were those who were telling us we should leave, right? Yeah. We should go to a different church, and obviously things are not going well, and uh, I made tons of mistakes. I don't want to just pour that off, push that off as like, you know, but there were there were times that were hard and things had gotten difficult, and, and I really had to think, okay, you know, maybe I need to get, you know, but I, I believe that the Lord was calling us to stay in part yeah. because he was getting us ready for um, Grace Bible Fellowship, right? right. I and mean, he was getting us ready for what we were going to do. And so um, some sometimes <laughs> yes. the, the Lord does call us to remain in extremely difficult situations. Now, right. I want to be careful with that, right? Yeah. I, it's not like um, it, we would never say, hey, you need to, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship, you should stay. Or no. if you're, right? I mean, we want to be very careful in how we how we say that. Um, but, but there are times when just because circumstances are difficult, you know, yes. for you as a pastor or um, in, in, in a certain situation like that or as a leader in the church, it doesn't necessarily mean, hey, it's time to move on. It's time to, to go somewhere. You yeah. Know? And so... So I, I think it's I think it's important to realize that the Lord often called, uh, you know, folks to stay in hard situations, you know, yeah. and they continue to do that. I mean, I think about the passage from John six, you know, on Sunday everybody's leaving, you know, yeah. Jesus has preached and nobody liked what he said. They liked it when he fed the five thousand. <laughs> they didn't like it when he preached, and everybody's leaving. Everybody's going away, and and Jesus, you know, asked the disciples, you know, hey, you guys going to go too, right? Right. You guys going to leave? And they're like. No, we're going to stay, you know, right. I mean, we, you guys, we're going to go, you alone have the words of eternal life. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to stick with you. And so I, I think sometimes we need to realize that that, um, is, is, is a right thing. Sometimes the Lord is calling us to stay, even though the situation may be hard. Yeah. Anything else you would add to that? Yeah. I would just think of so many people in the word of God who have been called to those really difficult ministries in the midst of unfaithfulness mm. and I mean, just straight up idolatry. Right. I, I mean, Joshua and Caleb have to walk in the wilderness for 40 years, even though they was faithful. Yep. Like the only people in their generation who gets mm-hmm. to go into the promised land. Right. Um, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, all these prophets are called yeah. to remain in in Israel or Judah, whichever one they were ministering in, and mm-hmm. they were called to stay and minister to uh, <laughs> to people who were just straight up right. idol worshippers. Right. Yep. Um, just throughout the Bible, you see people who are called to stay in in really difficult situations, mm. and so. As you were saying, it's important that we are able to discern that when we are being physically abused, maybe it's probably time to go, right? Yeah, sure. But um, it's not necessarily an automatic, well, God wants me to be happy, so it's time to go. Right. Like, no, that's that's not a good um, determining factor yeah. as to when it's time to go. That's good. That's good. Right. Now, we would also say, right, and this is, again, this is kind of what we talked about last week, but... There are there are times maybe when it is time to leave. Yes. Right. I mean, we said this. We said we affirmed this last week. So, you know, maybe just as a recap, I mean, what are what are what are some times when we would say, you know, what it is, it is, it, it's not time to stay. Right. It's it, it's <laughs> yeah. time to go. Yeah. Just to recap, you know, there's times when you have like poured out your soul mm. trying to. Um, help people see the gospel implications of 
fighting for diversity, fighting for unity, and they're just not getting it. They're they're just repeating stuff they heard on on whatever news channel they watch, and they just are not. They're hard hearted, and so there's yeah. that's time when. You should not no longer throw your pearls to the swine, as mm-hmm. Jesus said in Matthew 7, mm-hmm. or you, you need to shake the dust off your feet and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there's no you, you have to realize that sometimes people are just going to be hard-hearted, right. um, and it's time to move on. But you, sh- you really should exhaust every option before you get to that point. What yeah, else, brother? Good. Well, that's good. I'm glad you added that last part. Because, I mean, it really is a hard one because we're like we just said that you should— Give people time for <laughs> sanctification, and yeah. so there is. I mean, there is some wisdom, some discernment, you know, yeah. that, that's required in this because I do think you should. Ex- you do everything you can, right? And when you get to a point where you just feel like, no, you know, I don't, I don't think that, you know. But I mean, that's not going to happen in six months, right? You know, or even five years, maybe. I mean, sometimes, right? Yeah. Now, does that mean well you can't ever leave within six months, or you can't ever leave within five years? No. I mean, there are circumstances that are going to happen where it makes it plain that you need to leave. You know, even then. Yeah. But I do think there, you know, there needs to be wisdom kind of on, um, you know, both both sides, right? right. Uh, I mean, one thing that we would add, I mean, obviously we need, you need to leave if it's potentially unsafe, right? I mean, there are, um, it, if it's potentially unsafe for you or for your family. Um, right. And, and sometimes, and this is what we talked about last week too, I mean, that, you need to leave for this so that others feel safe to leave, right? Because it's not it's not just potentially harmful for you; it's actually potentially harmful for them as well. And so, um, I, I think I, obviously you could go back and look at uh, some of the uh, some of the stuff we talked about on the podcast last week would would kind of fall in line with some of that. So, so Pastor Kenny, what can we learn from this movement? Right? The yeah. Why should we stay? And and maybe even a broader question. What can we learn from both of these movements now right. that we've looked at now that we've kind of walked through both of them? Yeah, I would say the the one big takeaway is just a reminder that what we are called to. Like we're called to be united with one another. We are called to be patient with one another. We are called to discipleship. Like nobody is is like Jesus says born again, meaning that like when you when you are, are regenerated, you're an infant. Mm. All right, we're we're not immediately mature, so we're called to discipleship. We're called to sanctification, and so we just need to be reminded that the default, once again, is unity, mm. and that unity is going to require us to be patient, be willing to um, just um, forbear, <laughs> um, overlook offense, all those things, and and so both of these can remind us of that. Of that, right? What else would you say we can learn from these, brother? Well, I mean, I think I think both of them just just this need for yeah wisdom, discernment, you know, trying to figure out. These are not necessarily easy matters, right? And I, I think we need to do that. Uh, the importance of walking with the wise uh, maybe is a good one, right? This is this is probably not one of those decisions you want to make just by yourself, right? You need right. to talk with others, pray with others, you, you know, all, all of those things. Um, you need to pray for wisdom, ask the Lord for wisdom, read the word for wisdom, you know, look, look for those types of things, talk with others, ask, you know, those that you consider to be wise. I, I think, um, I think it's pretty obvious that, um, when you're trying to make these types of decisions of whether to leave or whether to stay, um, in, particularly over issues of, of diversity and fellowship, uh, ra- racial ma- matters, social justice matters, I mean, those types of things, I think it's good right now. And especially right now, because, man, the, um, 
the the rhetoric and the and the I mean kind of the 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 landscape is it's it's like there's bombs falling down everywhere. Oh, for real. I mean, it's yeah. just going. It's just crazy, right? And yes. everybody seems very reactive. Like, right. I'm I'm leaving or I'm I'm staying. Or, you know, I mean, it's there's just a very kind of volatile. Maybe that's the right term. That's it's good. It's just very volatile, and so I think we need to be careful. I mean, I think we need wisdom. You yeah. know, and so um, I think it's important to to do that. Uh, what what else would you add? Maybe as as kind of another good lesson that we can learn. I would say the the need to lead with grace. Um, Amen. And you know the idea of we do have like two very polarizing sides. Mm. As we talked about earlier, you got a side who is like, we need to leave. And the temptation for that side is to look at those who are staying and call them sellouts or uncle Tom's and uh, things like that. Are they blind? Mm -hmm. Right. To what's really going on. And then the people who are staying, uh, the temptation on that side is to say, well, you all are woke you're yeah. Marxist, mm-hmm. you are, you know, you've fallen for the lie of CRT and all these other things. Mm. And so what needs to happen is both of those sides need to realize those temptations and, and lead with grace and say that maybe it was their time to go. Right. But that doesn't mean it's my time to go. Sure. Or maybe it was my time to go, but it doesn't mean that they weren't called to stay That's right. by God. And and I would say lead with grace in the sense that if you are, being that the default position is unity, that if you are thinking about leaving, you should err on the side of grace. Mm. Because our, I mean, our default as humans is to be impatient. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. Just our default is, well, I shared the gospel with him one time and he didn't listen. So right. I don't, I'm going to shake the dust off my feet. Like, no, right. that's not <laughs> being yeah. patient, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, I, I went to talk to this person one time and they didn't say they were wrong, so I don't have to talk to them again. Right. right. No, that's not gracious. Right. right. And so just the need to lead with grace with, with people who, who um, view this differently than us, but also make sure we're leading with grace before we just up and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess good. That's good. Right. All right. Well, good stuff. Interesting discussion about these two movements. Uh, Pastor Kenny, what's our diversity resource for the week? Diversity resource is a podcast, um, a series of podcasts by Dahadi Lewis. He is um, a pastor, I'm an uh, African-American pastor, as well as um, the vice president of the SIN Network with NAM, North American Mission Board. Okay. And so we will, he did videos of, of, about why I stay um, last year. And so this will be a good resource for us to learn more about this. All right. That sound, yeah, boy. That incredible sound means that it's time for our crazy question, Kenny of the week. What is our crazy question for the week? <laughs> All right, brother. So crazy question. What is the most uncomfortable place you wanted to leave, but you stayed. Yes. So part of my answer is going to depend on what you mean by stayed, but l- let me explain what stayed I mean. Stayed so, longer than you wanted to. How about <laughs> okay, that? About that. Um, so I've been in situations where, like I'm with church folk, you know, um, and, it, and this has happened in like m- multiple times in multiple places, where like we're watching something on TV, 
Yes. And whatever is happening becomes really awkward. Right. I I remember being a college pastor and this happening, right? And so, like, we're watching this movie, and there's, like, this scene that comes on. And, I mean, it wasn't, like, gratuitous. You know, I mean, obviously, they, (laughs) they, you know, it wasn't, like, nudity or anything like that. But it was just, like... the conversation was weird. Right. And what was crazy is, is like, I think I was familiar with the movie, and so I knew the scene was coming, and I was like, surely we're not all going <laughs> to... We're not going to watch this, we're are we? are not going to watch? Like, we're going to fast forward? or <laughs> Like, and so, in one sense, I didn't stay because I did leave. The, I, like, I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. Right. I got to get some. I got to get a okay. refill of something. Because yes. I was so... I mean, it was so awkward. Now, I didn't leave. So, I don't know if that counts. I mean, I, I mean in one sense, I stayed... I didn't like leave the apartment or leave the house or whatever, but I, but I, I mean, I remember that in specific, like, I just remember it specifically just being like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I want to leave so bad. This is so yeah. terrible. Oh man. So yeah. What about you? What, what, what is the most uncomfortable place you've wanted to leave, but you're like, I'm going to stick it out. This is a pattern actually in my uh, life, but, uh-huh. um, uh, being because I'm somebody who tries to fight for unity and diversity, diversity yes. and fellowship. Yes. Like people will, like white people will invite me to things. Yes. And then right. I'll, I'll show up because yes. I'm trying to, you know, get out of my comfort comfort zone and, mm. and be diverse and all that good stuff. But man, it'll be like, I'm the only black person amongst like 40 people. Yes. <laughs> it is right. like a, mm. a 4th of July something or yes. something going yes. on like yes. that. And I'm like, I am the only black person here. Right. Yes. Like what is about to go down here? That's mm-hmm. what I want to know. But, yep. but yep. then like, this is the problem. Like I can, I can get with it a little bit. I'm, I'm an introvert naturally anyway. So, but it's mm. uncomfortable. I can get with it for a moment, but then they'll start playing music. Oh, no. Like, this is the problem uh, for me. Oh. When you bust out the music and it's bluegrass or Come something on, like man. that. Come on, man. There's nothing wrong with bluegrass, Kenny. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Man, I could take a small dose of it. Yes. But when everything starts to become bluegrass or something like that. Right. I feel like this is a kind of a way for you to, because there are times when we're riding around in my man, car when like bluegrass yes, comes on. Yes, you are. I'm like, and man, you got to turn some of that off. Kenny's like, ready. he's like trying to get out of the car. He's like, man, I'm going to get out of this car. I'm going to roll out the car at 60 <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> Williams bluegrass has come on. Oh my goodness! All right, I'll try to I'll try to go through Man, my. Uh, just give me small doses of it. You cannot give me a whole go, go soundtrack blue, of bluegrass. I cannot bluegrass tolerate out. this. After all, right. all the other uncomfortableness, you cannot that, give me that bluegrass. Just, that takes it over the edge, over right? The edge, bluegrass. No. Like you look like you're trying Can't. to really make me uncomfortable now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna develop some playlists on my iTunes. Right. Like, songs to make Pastor Kenny uncomfortable. Man, no. Songs to make Kenny really uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Hey, thanks so much, guys, for uh, listening this week. Hope that was uh, helpful to you, and uh, we will catch you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.